You're listening to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm Erica. And I'm Kelsey. We're two former next door neighbors and good friends who love a good chat and a good laugh. We're inviting you to come on in, have a drink, and stay a while. Hey, friend. Hey, friend. And welcome to the Summer Book Club episode, everyone. We will be spending the entire episode discussing the beachy read 100 Summers by Beatrice Williams. Um, Okay, so let's get into our book discussion, but first I'm going to read the description taken from Amazon just to kind of remind us all of what we read. So, Lily Dane has returned to Seaview, Rhode Island, where her family has summered for generations. It's an escape not only from New York's social scene, but from a heartbreak that still haunts her. Here, among the seaside community that has embraced her since childhood, she finds comfort in the familiar rituals of summer. But this summer is different. Budgie and Nick Greenwald, Lily's former best friend and former fiancé, have arrived too, and Seaview's elite are abuzz. Under Budgie's glamorous influence, Lily is seduced into a complicated web of renewed friendship and dangerous longing. As a cataclysmic hurricane churns north through the Atlantic and uneasy secrets slowly reveal themselves, Lily and Nick must confront an emotional storm that will change their worlds forever. Dun, dun, dun. And it was about as melodramatic as that as well. (laughs) It sure was. It's a good description. Yes. And this was a listener recommendation, Mm -hmm. so... Thank you, listener, mm-hmm. whose name I am so sorry that I have forgotten. <laughs> we'll shout you out on it's Instagram. Beachy. Remind okay. us. So tell me what you thought. Okay. So it's actually funny. I think I got this out from the library before, and I must have just been too busy because I kind of started it but didn't get mm-hmm. totally taken in. Mm-hmm. And this time when I restarted it, I was like, oh, why did I have a problem mm-hmm. before? Because I really, and I've kind of been on the string of, I don't know, a lot of nonfiction. I just needed just kind of beachy. A, a beachy, like lighter book. Yeah. But this one, I would call it a fun summer read, but with depth. Yeah. You know, I felt like there was kind of more character development, mm-hmm. kind of that. It was a little darker than yeah. I was expecting yeah, it to be. Yeah, exactly. Even, yeah. I mean, I think I'm going to say... B to B minus. Okay. It was really enjoyable while I was reading it. Like I said, it was an escape. I liked kind of the, like the mystery of mm-hmm. what happened. Who is Kiki? Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> kind of all of that, the love triangle going on. But I, my life has not been altered because right, of reading right. this book. I don't know that I'll think of it much, right. but I would definitely recommend it. Especially, it's nice to have these kind of beachy reads to recommend to people. Because if someone isn't like a big reader, you don't really know their literary taste. Right. But they're kind of like, oh, have you read anything good lately? Yeah. Like some yeah. of the stuff we read is kind of heavier or kind of different. Yeah. This is like a good, I feel like this is a good recommendation. Yes, I would that you agree. Could mm-hmm. Give to someone. Um, so let's see. I enjoyed the writing. I thought that the writing was good. Moved the story along. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were, you know, there were some quotes that I highlighted and things. So I think that, um, you know, because I can't, if the writing is not at least decent, I right. cannot read a book. Right. I yeah. just When you're an avid reader, you can just tell yes. like, yeah. Exactly. I agree. So it, it checked that box. Um, I thought that the author did a good job of slowly revealing characters and, and showing the characters mm-hmm. to you by how they act, especially Budgie. And mm-hmm. she was, she was just a, she was a great character and a complex character that you found out more about the whole time. I loved just the, the frenemy dynamic. Yeah. And it was apparent from the very beginning yeah. when, she, you know, she has her beautiful hair that springs right back uh-huh. in the wind uh-huh. and Lily's hair is like all everywhere. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and you can just, so I thought that 
the author did a great job just portraying that kind of frenemy. And then when they're reunited, you get the sense you're like, okay, something has gone on. Like yeah. this is a, this is a, you know, not what, a welcome reunion. Exactly. You want to stay away from this gal, but then they're hanging out again and yeah. you're kind of like, well, is she what just, is, is she just super insecure, which mm-hmm. I, she ends up being, but anyway, so I just, I thought that that was interesting and she mm-hmm. was a, just an interesting character. Um, I thought that um, one of the ways that she kind of revealed a little bit about Budgie's character that I liked in kind of that frenemy way is back in the past story, Aunt Julie comes to visit Lily to warn her off of seeing Nick. Mm -hmm. She's like waiting there for her at her dorm. Mm -hmm. And... Um, Lily finds Budgie talking to Aunt Julie and then Budgie goes away and then Lily goes up to her room and says she expects to find Budgie there but she's gone and said she already learned all she needs to know mm-hmm. just kind of like she's one of those people that collects information and yep. she's going to use it to her yep. advantage later um, so that was interesting I thought that the pacing between the backstory and then the present day I thought that it did a good job mm-hmm. um, yeah the back and forth was good Yeah, kind of just as you were like really wanting to know more. I felt like then we went back. Um, You know, it would like go back and fill in those gaps slowly, though, and tease you along Mm -hmm. and not just like jarring. Yes, you know exactly. Not just like dump it all. Like I mean, it it kept up the mystery of like what happened between Nick and Lily for a long time, and the mystery of kiki which i also liked because at first you're like okay it's her daughter but then it's like well why doesn't she ever call her her daughter or like right you're i was not getting the you just weren't getting the maternal sense about her even though she clearly cared about her um so i just i thought that was really interesting i would be curious to know when you realized that kiki like whose daughter Kiki was Mm -hmm. for me it was and maybe this is for everyone (laughs) so I am not intuitive I'm not real quick on these things (laughs) no that is me we'll get to the end of a movie and Chris will be like oh yeah well as soon as she did that I knew yeah you did like I had no idea well anyway uh, when when um, Nick and Lily in the past story had run away from the New Year's Eve party to yes. his father's apartment. Yes. And then when the mom and dad showed up and, you know, she's saying, oh, they're here to yeah. get us. It was just like, no, no. this is a bachelor pad. Yes. <laughs> this is where you take your mistress. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and right. that they had said that Kiki, lo- they kept talking about how much he had Nick's, she had Nick's coloring mm-hmm. and whatever. is like, well, that would be yeah. the other way she could get right. that. <laughs> right. Exactly. So I thought that was a really interesting twist that I didn't see coming until yeah, that moment. Totally. So I yeah. thought she did a good job of that. Um, let's see. I did think that it was so interesting that the author kept Lily's mom totally yeah. away yeah, I until the end. Say about that. And at one point I was kind of like, is she actually alive? Like, are, are no, we in a we were totally, liars situation like a here? Psycho situation. Yeah, because it was it was just getting odd. Like, it would mm-hmm. mention her enough that I was like, oh yeah, I think her mom is there. But mm-hmm. I was wondering why Lily's mom wasn't there with opinions about Nick and Budgie being mm-hmm. there. Just you know, she was like lurking yeah. too. Like, would see them from up at having dinner on the patio, yeah. and she'd like be staring very, at them. It was very I was like, strange. It was very strange. <laughs> Um, and let's see, lastly, before I share a couple of my favorite quotes, I liked the inclusion of a real historical event that hurricane of 
1938, mm-hmm. which I didn't really know mm-hmm. a lot about um, beforehand. However, I will say, so I was in graduate school in Connecticut and I had this field ecology class where every week we would go on a field trip and we'd go to some kind of different ecosystem mm-hmm. and we would analyze the landscape. We would dig a soil pit and like look at the soil layers or look at what kind of human impact it had. Mm-hmm. And our teacher, Tom Sikama, he was like, he had been around forever, like yeah. a grandfather of yeah. ecology. Uh-huh. And he had this like big mustache, just like v- quite a character. And he would always talk about the great hurricane. Oh, and this was the one. Yeah. And so he, we would be able to see like places where, you know, like, okay, well, why do you think the trees are all yeah. approximately the same age here? Yeah. And it would be like the great hurricane. And then he would always, he'd be like, and the next one's coming. And, and it I, was. And, and it was, actually, Sandy, which is really right? fascinating. Was very similar. Yes, because I graduated 2008, and that came in 2012. I feel like he would say that, and we'd kind of all look out to the horizon, like, <laughs> like, like right now. <laughs> like, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, so I was kind of thinking about that. Um, but with the hurricane, I feel like, you know, the, the description of the book kind of teases that that's a backdrop. I feel like it was kind of shoved in there at the yeah, end. Yeah, I like do just too. All of a sudden, it was getting stormy yeah. and dark. And then for such a destructive hurricane that just wreaked havoc and people had no warning yeah. at that time, it was actually kind of a convenient... It was very tidy. ...cataclysmic weather event. Yes. Kind of washed away the two people that <laughs> <Agreed>. were <laughs> the most troublesome. And like, oh, great. Now they're out of the way. Right. No one really seemed too sad. It was just right. like, well, nice that they're taken or care of. Or had a very hard time like recovering no. or, you know. Yes. It's just like, oh, then we moved on. Yes, exactly. So that was cut a little too tidy. Yeah, I agree. But at first I was like, oh my gosh, like, is Nick going to get taken out by the hurricane? Right. I was like, what kind of story is this going right. to be? You know, I was like, oh, okay. It was budgie. Perfect. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, so let's see. Let me share a couple of my um, quotes that I really liked. Okay. This was when N- Lily was getting ready to go to the New Year's Eve party where she's going to rendezvous with Nick. And she says, Next to the mirror sits the tiny untouched bottle of Shalimar daddy gave me for Christmas. I lift out the stopper and dab behind my ears and above my wrists. The fragrance drifts around me, grown up and secretive. There's no turning back now. You can't go to bed smelling of Shalimar and nothing else. That's awesome. I liked that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this is a favorite scene of mine with Aunt Julie when Nick has gone to tell Budgie, like, the jig is up. He wants a divorce. Exactly. Like, I'm not going to keep your secrets anymore. It's not worth it. And, um... But then she tried to kill herself or harm herself. Mm -hmm. So he had taken her to the hospital. Anyway, okay. So Aunt Julie says, she's in good hands. He won't let her hurt herself. For one thing, there's the baby. And Lily said, it's not his baby. Julie says, oh, well then, whose is it then? That Scamp Pendleton's, I guess. And Lily says, oh, for God's sake, did everyone know but me? (laughs) And I just like that, how she like it is so naive in these ways it's it kind of like goes both ways i don't know people like take advantage advantage of her naivete Mm -hmm. especially Mm -hmm. her mother Mm -hmm. who you know scapegoats this daughter off on her and lets everyone believe that and just i just feel like lily is at the middle of this and yet she's not given all the information like everyone else is knowing that graham pendleton is a scoundrel and going off everywhere so i really like that um, 
And then let's see, this is when Lily is going back to New York to see Graham. And Budgie says to her, I want you to be happy, Lily. I'm so glad you're happy. And Lily says, happy. Of course I was happy. Happiness thrilled through my veins as the subway train rattled up Lexington Avenue. Or perhaps I was just dizzy from the heat. Mm -hmm. And I like that because the whole time you're kind of like, is she falling for Graham? And it felt a little... Felt a little fake, but I just mm-hmm. kind of wasn't sure if we would be kept at a distance. And I was like, mm, yeah, she's not that into yeah, him. Yeah, because at that point, everything was kind of up in the air. Like, is Nick actually a bad guy? Right. Is, and I do think the author did a really good job of keeping that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. She there's got to be more to this. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So anyway, so solid B to B minus okay. for me. Yeah, I would say C plus B minus okay. for me. It was good while I was reading it. Same kind of thing. But like to me to be... A high B or an A, it has to kind of stick with me. I don't think this will stick with me yeah. at all. But it was also really nice because I feel like I could read it. It's been a busy week, but I could like get lost in it really mm-hmm. easily and then go back to what I was doing. Yeah. And that's perfect for a beach read because your kids are going to be playing. You mm-hmm. can, you know, just not be, mm-hmm. you can get back into it easily. Um, and you kind of don't want it to be too complex. It was interesting, complex enough to be right. interesting. And the characters were interesting. Um, the mystery did move along nicely, mm-hmm. but it wasn't so complex that you're like, I, there is symbolism I'm missing right. here. There's things happening that I don't right. get. Um, and you also, for me, in like a beach read, you want it to wrap up neatly mm-hmm. in some some way. I will say it wrapped up a little too neatly uh-huh. for me and a uh-huh. little too, once I figured out, you know, that Nick's father and her mother had been together. It was mm-hmm. like, well, now I know that that's their daughter. Right. And unless something else, I kept waiting for this other twist and no, that was it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so it was like, well, I mean, yeah, that just felt a little unbelievable to me, but it was steamier than I thought it would be. Yeah. I was like very descriptive. It I was sure like, was. okay, well, it's a little something, something <laughs> right. for a beach read. Nice for a beach read uh-huh. for sure. Um, yeah, they, she did a good job of making me care what the mystery was. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what was up with Kiki? What was really up with Budgie? Mm-hmm. Um, I really couldn't figure out what exactly was going on. Mm-hmm. And like the mom was like creepy, actually, yeah. which that's a creepy thing to do. Yeah. So I think she was supposed to be kind of a creepy character. Yeah. But also like r- when you realize like, oh, she's hiding in her room pregnant. Like when they're saying she's in her room and she would find out, she's like, oh, I thought she was tired. And it was like, she was pregnant and hiding her it from mom? everybody. Yeah. Oh. And when then she's what, talking finally, her, like when Nick finally comes, came out at the end? Mm, well, when Nick comes to meet her dad and her mm. dad is so upset, mm-hmm. it's because of that. And the mom oh, won't come out of the room. I didn't put that together. I'm, it's like, that's just real messed up. Like Whoa. it was just, um, But then I almost wanted there to be more there. Like yeah. she had like... Like even the dad conveniently having a stroke because he was so upset about the mom. It's like, I wanted there to be like, maybe she pushed him down the stairs or did something like. Yeah. Or like see that scene. Yeah. Just like see it. Yeah. It was like a little more malicious or something Mm because it didn't kind of match. Yeah. It's like, oh no, he just had a stroke because he was upset. Well, that's convenient too because he can't tell anybody Uh anything. Uh um, I hate when there's that like misunderstanding that if you would have just talked about it yes. like the the pining like I had to give you the ring back right. even though I didn't do anything right. wrong and, right. and he just assumed and then completely like oh, lived as he didn't want to oh live gosh. in Paris yes, for five. Right. it's like 
<laughs> so tragic and ridiculous. It's like and and like going and sleeping like every single woman yeah. was just like reopening the wound. Yeah. It's kind of like, well, you didn't have to do that. There was a, something in it for you there. Yeah, mister. you could just go the other way yeah. and or just go drink. Like right. you don't have to have sex with all the people right. if it hurts so bad. Yes. <laughs> so that part was just like, oh, okay, that's a bit much. But uh-huh. again, with a beach read and something like that, it's right. kind of tolerable. Right. Um, I did love Aunt Julie too. One thing I will say about Aunt Julie is she was so sassy and savvy. Like, why did she put up with the mom's BS? Yeah, that's true. It's like I that part didn't feel like it mattered. Why would she let her put that on Lily? Right. For all and those And she years. comes warns her about Nick. Well, how about warn her that she's about to <laughs> you know, warn her about the important stuff? Right. It's like just it's all kind of strange and that she, she puts up with that. And was she warning Lily about Nick? because she knew that her mo- Lily's mom was involved with Nick's father or was it because he was Jewish? Like, was it? I think it was because he was not because he was Jewish, but because he was like that guy's son. I see. Cause that's what everyone kind of, like, she, that's kept, why assuming, the dad, she right. kept assuming it was right. because he was Jewish. It was, it was a prejudice. But it, if, if she was going to warn him about something mm-hmm. or she was going to warn her, it could be like, Hey, your mom's about to pull a fast one over on everybody here. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, don't put yourself in a position yes. to be used. Yes. And wait, and is that also why her dad was upset? Yes. Okay. Yes. That's okay. what you're supposed to understand is that. I see. I think that he Later. was like, no, that's that guy's son. Gotcha. And he had already had the stroke at that point and been oh, sick. Oh, I see. That's right. That's right. He would have good days and bad days. And then oh, no, he, was- he had not had the first time he met Nick. He had not had it yet. Really? I thought that he at that he point. He just had post-traumatic stress from the war maybe so and on and off again so you don't know like what actually happened until you find out he had a stroke because right so you think maybe he could be in this assisted living or whatever Uh because his ptsd got so bad or whatever so right but he had she was in the bedroom and wouldn't come out gotcha and she assumed it was because he was jewish but it was Uh because he's like you're not going to be with that guy's son right oh my gosh yeah um, but I did like, I mean, Aunt Julie had a rant here that was just, uh, let's see. At the end when she's finding everything out, it's kind of that same thing that you were talking about uh-huh. with the baby. Um, but even right before she, she goes, oh, well, uh, she's like, I have to find them. You don't understand. He was asking her for a divorce. And Aunt Lily sa- or Aunt uh, Julie says, of course he was. I can put two and two together for God's sake, especially when it comes to divorce. <laughs> Just calm down, Lily. You're not in a goddamn Greek tragedy here. <laughs> <laughs> and then they talk about the baby. Um, and she's like, oh, for God's sake, was I the only one who didn't know? And then Aunt Julie says, there goes the power, said Aunt Julie. All right, then let's go down to the Huberts and fetch Kiki and we'll come back here and wait out the storm. I don't know what your mother's up to. Probably slitting her own wrists. <laughs> Aunt Julie took my hand and opened the door, fighting the wind and the sharp smell of salt and ozone. My God, it's stirring up fast. Good thing you've got Peter's studio. Because he like, she's like, is that Peter's car? Like her ex-husband. She's like, I don't know what your mom's up to. Probably slitting your own That's really funny. She was just really funny. She was really funny. Um, What else did I like? I liked I liked the relationship with her ex husband Peter. Like he was yeah. such a nice, sweet guy, and Lily goes to him yeah. for advice and stuff. Like I don't know, that just seemed kind of unlikely, but it was just really nice. Yeah, and she was like, he was too. I was he was too good for right, me. Like right. he didn't deserve how I treated him right. or whatever. Um, and she says something else about like ah love. Really, it's responsible for the most vulgar excesses. <laughs> <laughs> so true. 
But yeah, I didn't understand why she would look, like being so feisty like that, That's why so she true. would put up with her sister's shenanigans. That's true. Unless it was just the like, you know, she was such a socialite. Yeah. And if that would ruin somehow yeah, ruin the family concerned. image or something, I yeah. could maybe see that. Um I do like when uh at the beginning of the book when ugh, all the names. Yes. Lily mm-hmm. is talking about just kind of starting to fall for Nick. And mm-hmm. she's like, this is just so funny because it's kind of how I think about guys too. And she's like, I don't, what do I know of him really? Other than that, he's tall and handsome and plays football, that he has unyielding eyes and moves like a leopard. <laughs> she's like, oh, it's nothing. He's just tall and handsome. And then like so specific right. unyielding and eyes also- and moves like a leopard. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, and that, okay, so this is the part where I'm like, okay, this is the other thing about Lily's character. Okay. I cannot stand, I don't mind a little naivete, mm-hmm. but I do not like when a character is being dumb. Yeah. Like, you are raising your sister, mm-hmm. and everyone is making all these comments to you like, oh, sure, right. your sister, right. and you don't you don't realize that she your doesn't... mom is actually letting everybody believe that. Right. And But then she says, like, talking to Budgie when she first comes back and she's like, I thought about telling Budgie more about how we had dreaded Kiki's arrival, about how unlucky we had felt that she would burst into our lives so inconveniently without a father to raise her, assuming because her father was sick, Mm -hmm. about how she instead had saved us, had rescued me from a slough of despair so deep and profound I'd thought I should never rise again, how I could not now imagine a life without Kiki. But it's like, what? If you have all of these deep feelings about mm-hmm. Kiki, I don't know. I just mm-hmm. think you would examine that a little bit deeper then. Right. And yeah. and you're what are you going to tell Budgie? You know, you don't even understand that she understands that that's your daughter. Like she right. thinks that's your daughter. Yeah. It's just all, that part I was like, I just don't really believe that uh-huh. you would be that. Right. But again, I mean, Beach it's read. a little. Yeah. So you just kind of <laughs> suspend some of that. Yeah. Um. What else? Yeah, I agree that the hurricane was just too fast and too convenient mm-hmm. at the end. That yeah, but even if Budgie died, I kind of wanted—I didn't want, but I wanted somebody else to die that was like a character you liked. Right. So it was like oh, bittersweet. Right, right. Um, and I found it completely unbelievable that he went back for the mom. Oh yeah, like that oh Nick was heroic go Nick. Back for the you mom. were like screw just... everybody. We're running off together. Right. Right. They have, he was like shaking her basically like they've used you. You're, you know, you're falling for it. And then yeah. he's like, but I have to go in the hurricane and save your <laughs> right, mom. Right. Right. That would have even been more believable if Kiki was there, mm-hmm. but she right. wasn't, she was right. with them already. Yeah. So I just don't believe he would leave Kiki and her and go for the mom yeah. by himself. Yeah. He's a nobody's little, that little, heroic. A little too good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, otherwise, like I said, it's, it's a good one to throw in your beach bag or mm-hmm. download here for summertime. So, mm-hmm. okay. So we talked a little bit about Lily's mother being absent from the story. And these are a couple questions from the reader's guide at the back of the book, which you so handily pointed out. Mm-hmm. Um, so Lily's mother is absent much of the story and Lily references her or we see her kind of from afar lurking, like we talked about. Mm-hmm. Why do you think the author chose to keep her largely off stage? Until the confrontation. Yeah, I'm thinking about that. I I wonder if just if she was around more, if she would betray more mm-hmm. about Kiki. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm just wondering. And the author wanted to keep that as a as a mm-hmm. secret um, for longer. I feel like you're maybe supposed to think too that there's more. There's more to her. Like she did something real sinister, mm. other than just having a baby out of yeah. an affair and making her daughter raise it. Right. <laughs> 
more sinister. Kind of than sinister, that. but I feel like you're supposed to think she's got a few more like in which wheels she, turning. She was you know the one I mean? who had written the note back to Nick, yes. right, to say yes. it's not your baby because mm-hmm. he was like, oh, maybe there's a chance for reconciliation mm-hmm. and everything, and then that's like what sent him into his tailspin of yes. loose women in France. Yeah. <laughs> took advantage of him um i do think that it's interesting how they word it here like why did they keep her off stage until the climactic confrontation mm-hmm. so it's like i think that that's why right because mm-hmm. that's supposed to be kind of right a climax because she doesn't talk right right she's not like in any of the dialogue until yeah. that confrontation she's always like off at her like she's like on a bunch of boards or charities. She's always super busy. I feel Mm -hmm. like they kind of make excuses. Like she, you know, fills Mm -hmm. her time up with so much stuff. So you're kind of like, Oh, okay. Maybe she wouldn't have time to, um, I don't know, to help raise this daughter. She's like this absentee mother. Yeah. But then, yeah, it's kind of supposed to be like, okay, Lily is actually facing Mm -hmm. the truth for the first time Mm -hmm. and in facing her mother. Right. Yeah. Um, Okay, so then this is another interesting one. It's been said that children inherit the sins of their parents. Mm-hmm. Lily suffers this fate in a clear way while Kiki manages to avoid it. What were the more subtle ways in the story that characters fall victim to or perpetuate a cycle? What about in your own life? Oh, oh whoa. Maybe just, we, could, just we got, got real, real personal. <laughs> I think we just tried to make it deep right there. <laughs> we can talk about the characters. <laughs> I just kept reading and I'm like, oh, okay, that got deep. So one would be Graham. Pendleton like he just keep it's like you get these glimpses where he wants to be a decent guy right but then he can't stop screwing people in cars (laughs) he just can't he can't stop but I do think that there's like this part of him that he just thinks like that is the way like he he doesn't understand that there's this other way he keeps perpetuating right Right. This cycle. And then he's with Maisie. Yes. Forgot about that. Yes. I know. Sicko. I know. And, you know, I was, I couldn't quite place who that was. You know, yeah, the, the one I did, I was kind of horrified. So long ago, you're like, oh, oh my gosh. She's like 15 or something like oh. that at that point, 16. Really? Oh my um, gosh. Yeah. I was like doing math when I thought about it. And then, yeah, it's like, Oh, another one of those things like in case you were wondering if this was a good guy or a bad guy right let us make go. it real clear for you <laughs> it did make it nicely convenient because yes. lily was already kind of like uh i don't know and it's like a clear yeah. no yeah um well for lily i would say i mean her mom was so secretive just had mm-hmm. kind of all these secrets swirling around her and you know i don't know whether lily's father wasn't her true love and you know she denied that or you know she just went looking for Mm -hmm. love elsewhere but it's sort of like lily is almost in that pattern because nick is her true love but she can't be truthful about it there's kind of these secrets and lies but then with the the cleansing of the great hurricane Mm -hmm. all becomes clear Mm -hmm. and then i think that's how she's able to break that cycle and in terms of kiki um Hmm, I, she just seems like she's so far like so sheltered from all of just the putting on yeah. of the New York social society. Right. And maybe that's because Lily has kind of, it seems like Lily doesn't care. Like she does just enough to get by, mm-hmm. but she seems to not be putting that on Kiki. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's just interesting to me how I just don't think you stay that naive without somewhat intentionally staying that night yeah like it's a bit of a coping mm-hmm. mechanism because she has to know deep down like that at least that people are 
thinking that's her daughter and everyone's letting them think that. Right, right. So, And it seems kind of surprising when everyone else would see the similarities between Nick mm -hmm. and this little girl, if that's the person that she's most in mm -hmm. love with, that she couldn't see right. that. You know, it's like, well, she knows it's not her daughter. Right. <laughs> you, you did not birth that child. <laughs> right, so right. what is your natural conclusion? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I almost thought maybe, um, I don't know, I, with Budgie's involvement, I almost thought maybe like her, his dad had had an affair with Budgie and it was I, her baby. I was thinking and, like, that maybe for, I was thinking that for a little second. They had hid this big secret. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. But it is just like, well, you know. You know more than we do. <laughs> right. <laughs> Apparently I know. not. I know. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, that's a fun beach read. Take we it with you on an airplane. recommend it. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Um, I think that is all we have. So yeah. I think it wraps up book club. Thank you for listening. We would love to know what you are reading on the beach this summer. Yeah. This is one where like you can never get too many of these yes. kind of books in your, in your arsenal. So connect with us between episodes on Instagram and let us know what you're reading or find us on Facebook. You can always also send us an email at highgirlsnextdoor at gmail.com. And you can find any show notes for this episode and all of our episodes at girlnextdoorpodcast.com. Thanks so much for dropping in. Until next time, be neighborly. Ooh, winged that closing. I know. On a wing and I was, I was like, what is it? What is it? Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry for the haphazard That's nature fine. of this one. Nailed it. <laughs>